Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. We are coming to you after the 3-3 draw against the Galaxy. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me I have Josh Cacho. Josh, how are your feelings doing right now? Uh, I would say, you know, obviously it, it's 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 one of those games where you just don't know quite what you're supposed to feel, right? You know, on one hand, you know, you're disappointed about the draw. On the other hand, you're you're glad that the you know you're you're happy that the team clawed back and you know for the draw given the way that the game started. But obviously, again, it's I think it's disappointing, um, you know, given what the you know what we had hoped for and what the anticipation was heading into the game. You know, again, the you know with the the stadium rocking the way it was. I mean, you heard it from end to end at the and you know they were the everyone was just singing their hearts out. But at the same time, again, I think the the air got taken out a little bit within two minutes of the game. So, you know, again, it's it's again still a bit mixed feelings. I think at this point, right? Again, it's still still the, probably I'll probably get more frustrated as time goes on. Um, you know, over the over the course of the week before we head into our full analysis. But definitely, again, at this point, it's more uh, mixed feelings at best. Yeah, it's tough because this really does feel it it feeds into a larger narrative. I think any other night you come away with a 3-3 draw where you had to claw back from a 3-1 deficit and you feel pretty good. But given the fact that, again, this is now looking more and more like the biggest rivalry in MLS, certainly from a like a a performance standpoint, this is this is where all the stars are. This is where the best players in the league are playing. And it's the best team in the league. And for whatever reason, they are foiled by the Galaxy. Um, and, I mean, obviously Zlatan has a lot to do with that. Um, but this is a team that week to week puts in really bad performances uh, and doesn't look even happy to be on the same field as each other. Yet for this one game, they can they can pull it together and, again, be our foil and uh, kind of spoil the party all the time. Um so, I mean, one of these days, LAFC is going to have to, <laughs> they're going to have to fix the narrative. And tonight, it didn't happen. So I think that's why, again, it, it kind of feels like a loss, even though it's a, it's a decent draw. Yeah, I, I think the one thing, you know, and again, I, I'm, I'm never one to get overly emotional about anything. You know, I think if anything, you you know the emotion. The only thing that ever gets me really annoyed and angry is just anything Greg Berhalter does. But <laughs> um, you know, again, I think we we've tried to take that you know tried to take the emotion out of some of the some of the things that we talk about on this you know on the show. And I think there's there's a I was a little bit how do I say it I was a little bit uh, worried about the the attitude and what you heard coming out. Um, you know, from the players regarding the gravity of the game, right? Uh, and, you know, I think Bob has been trying to, you know, to get that mentality of it. You know, again, it it is it is just one game, right? It's a regular season game. Again, you're not even playing for all the marbles at this point, right? Given given the large lead in the supporter shield race and so on and so forth. You know, and I, and I was listen, recently listening to... Uh, you know, this little podcast by Dr. Michael Gervais, who's the sports psychologist, I think, for the Seattle Seahawks, and it's a bunch of NFL stuff. And one of the things that I had, they had talked about was that, you know, they they are, they go with quarterbacks, they try to, you know, go over this thing where they basically talk about that there's no such thing as a big moment, right? There's just the one that's in front of you. 
Um, and from a psychological standpoint, we tend to build up moments to be bigger than they are, which now ha has this weird effect when, again, we should be on automatic mode because, again, it's at, especially at the professional level, they're doing things that they've done hours a day for, you know, thousands of hours. You know, again, it's, you know, they've gone way past that 10,000 hour mark in terms of the things that they do regularly on the field. And so, again, hearing the hearing the way that they had built it up and I need to do this. And obviously part of it is from a media standpoint, you need to have those things. I understand. Right. But from a mental standpoint, it doesn't quite make sense to me approaching it in that way versus, you know, again, versus kind of like the Bill Belichick emotionless mode where, again, you're just a destroyer robot. Right. Some people right. need, you know, again, you have Zlatan kind of raises himself for these moments, but is generally, you know, doesn't really do a whole lot in some of the other ones, right? Again, because again, for, because again, for him, I think there's, I don't think there's, there's no such thing as a moment that's bigger than the, the one right in front of him, right? He just, it, he just plays. And I think I find that, in, you know, again, that, that's something to me that I, I, I like more in terms of attitude versus, again, one that raises these moments. And sometimes, and again, and then have a little bit of a negative effect on your on your play and the nervousness I think you saw in the early stages. Yeah, I, I think I think you're hitting on something really important here, and it's that yes, LAFC is running away with the league, and when I say running away with the league, I mean they are destroying anything that's ever happened in the league before in terms of the level of performance and the level of results. Uh, and again, there's, there's not much of a need to explain it, but you look at the season that Carlos Vela has had, which is the best in MLS history. You look at the pace that they are on points wise, which is the best in MLS history uh, still remain, I think unbeaten at home this year. They're on, I think 11 games now unbeaten at home. Um, and Yet there's still this problem when it comes to the galaxy. And I understand the the need to say it's just another game. It's just one more opponent ahead of us and we just need to play our football and it'll be fine. But the problem is that doesn't exactly prepare you for what is about to come. And there's no better proof than three goals in the first 16 minutes. So this kind of laid back, uh, uh, you know, I guess you could say like Southern California view of, oh man, it's all going to be good. Don't worry about it. We're just going to play our football and everything will be fine. That's not the right mentality to bring into this game. And well, I, think I mean, to push back a little bit, I almost felt that it was the, it was the nervousness that came from building up the game big to be bigger than just a game is what causes that franticness uh, right? and, and, get, and okay. hitting weird You're stuff. And that's, Right, because I think, like, yeah, I think we had talked about, you know, there's a, there is a bit of stubbornness on the part of the coaching staff to want to play a specific way and do things a certain way, right? And, you know, again, that it, it there's there's a pro and a con with every type of approach and every type of system, right? Like for for every, you know, Liverpool high press or or Manchester City ultra possession, Barcelona ultra possession. Right there's a t there's a Jose Mourinho that will park the bus for ninety you know eighty nine minutes and then hit on the counter, right? So when it comes to those tactical things, right? Yeah, yeah, you can be stubborn, you can do those different things, but I think, like I said, in terms of the the things that 
that they did out of character, that to me, you know, from a psychological standpoint, almost comes from the build up rather than mm. rather than the rather than you know. I, I think if you actually come into it with a this is this we just play right. You hit the simple pass rather than trying to thread the needle every single time. Right. Then at that point, I think you yeah. yeah then I think you actually limit some of the giveaways that they had that led to a lot of the chances through the first. 20 25 minutes this is interesting maybe we need to have uh somebody put us in contact with Diego Rossi's mom and see <laughs> what yeah. she thinks oh no Cisniega's mom I think it's Rossi's mom the sports psychologist right so Cisniega's mom I think both both of them are. Both. well yeah. That, I mean, oh that yeah that's sense. right uh Rossi's mom is the sports psychologist in Peñarol in in Uruguay right. and then Cisniega's mom is the one for the union Philadelphia okay. Union. Well, I mean, there now we got two shots at it, so maybe we yeah. should try and track it down. No, I, so I, I'd ha- I'd have to follow up, but honestly, I think, like I said, when you talk to a lot of sports psychologists, and for whatever reason, in the last two to three weeks, because I've been getting back, where I started coach back our se- my I coach for a team, and our season has picked up. I've been consulting with a lot of them, and that's a lot of what they've been telling me is that a lot of times the players will build up the moments and then do things out of character, usually when they when they approach it in that matter versus trying to you know again play within yourself and then play just and do the things that you know your your the things your body should be automatic at in terms of hitting the same classes do those different things more reactionary mm-hmm. things you tend not to make the dumb mistakes that they did tonight yeah so i mean i and maybe maybe there's two different sides to this and, and you know different compartments i think for me the reason i see it this way where it's this kind of lackadaisical approach to it and I obviously I am not saying Bob isn't preparing for these, but the fact that we're still coming out with the st- with the same tactical game plan against a team who has shown that they can dismantle us, um, and there's not really any noticeable adjustments. That's what to me uh, screams that look we're treating this like any other game and we shouldn't. So I, I mean, a quick example is uh, just a few minutes out of you know. From the from kickoff, Stephen Betashore is involved in possession up the field. There's a bad giveaway. Now he's out of position. Uh, Latif and and Eddie Atuesta going for these really soft tackles, trying to do you know like kind of this uh, Rondo style tackle where, where we just will toe poke the ball away to a teammate that's close, and we'll start possession right there, right? Um, but instead, Pavone just skips right by everybody and now Zlatan's running free because there's no there's no one man marking him and even his second goal where he just gets free behind the back line and I mean he's possibly aided by uh Walker Zimmerman's header keeping him on side I don't know I'd have to go back and see the actual the actual tape on that one but the fact that there's nobody man marking him is really bizarre to me at this point um and again, I'm not I'm not a professional coach. Nobody pays me millions of dollars to do this. But to me, as a fan, that's where I'm like, okay, guys, maybe we need to change a few things, just tweak some things. Um, but I, I do I do like your point about a lot of the sharpness not being there because they're just maybe the players, the individual players are, you know, overhyped. And I think you did see Mark Anthony K responding to some Galaxy fans who were calling for another broken ankle. Um and I think he was one early on. He and Atuesta were struggling, like you said, you know, trying to make these these big moments happen, threading threading balls in between the midfield um, to find Carlos out, out on the wing. Uh, and, I mean, the Galaxy was just sitting on all those passing lanes. So that's an interesting point that you 
that you make. Yeah, because I mean, I think, like I said, if if it were one where you were, I think that the, the tactics, I think, is something that needs to be addressed, right? By ease, you know, I think we we both agree on that in terms of, you know, just making an adjust, you know, make an early adjustment just to basically to weather the storm, and then at that point you can you really can open it up, right? You don't have to come out a hundred, you know, guns blazing, especially in a game like that where the the energy and is palpable and all those types of things. I think the I think at that point, right? If you look at, you know, again the passes that they're hitting, right? They're they're again they're hitting passes at a thousand miles an hour, right? When the guy is five feet from them, right? And then which is just you know there's a couple of balls I remember just seeing like a pass and it just you know it's it's rifled so hard that it just bounced off, you know, the guy that they're trying to pass to and then it leads to a turnover. Right? When you're yeah. when you're used to seeing the, just that tidy possession, just quick a nice easy pass where only your guy can get it they make the turn and then you go right a lot like what you saw in the um in the la in the san jose game right where you had latif and, and lee making those turns at midfield right with guys coming hotter and with more and with more energy than the galaxy could ever dream of right mm-hmm. san jose is going to play you tighter and you know again fabio alvarez is running his butt off bothering at to us all different things but again, they they were just overcooking everything to start the game, and again, I think that comes from a place of again that nervous energy rather than one, again of 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 because I think if you do the if you for LAFC a team that does the same thing over and over and over again, right, is at a record breaking pace, right, 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 versus the flip side, right, that that they're trying to do something that's outside of what they normally normally would be or should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe let's get into a few of those things that we that we saw tonight. You mentioned Fabio Alvarez is all over the place. Uh, I thought it was interesting that we didn't see him man mark Eddie Atuesta this week. At least most of the times that I was watching, it seemed like they were sitting in a four four two with Pavon moving into the midfield and Fabio Alvarez coming up to help apply pressure. Um, with with Zlatan. Yeah, Alvarez was almost doing like the Latif blessing thing where he just runs around. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just bothers people, which again, he has the energy to do it. You know, because I think with you, you want, you know, it's probably because again, you're not going to get much, you know, from Zlatan defensively. And, you know, again, he's saving it for when, when he needs it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think, again, I think that you and playing on the road and then also at that point going up so early, you weren't, I think you were, that's probably why you didn't see it with the same type of aggressiveness than you normally would have. Right. Right. And I think what this allowed them to really do, like we talked about was just sit and wait for the passing lanes. And rather than our, our midfield looked uh, uncomfortable with the idea of just dribbling into space that they were conceding. And again, whether that's the nerves or something that they haven't seen so much uh, for whatever reason, they just kept forcing passes in between. And then so you're in the there in this four four two, and it's you know it's pretty narrow. So trying to find Vela out on the wing is is tough to do. Uh, and you have Pavone there helping to provide pressure and be able to link up with the back line once a ball is won. And as soon as they turn, it's let's feed the ball to Zlatan because he's the target man. And again, we're not we started to double to double him up more. You saw Mark Anthony K joining with the center back. And I think Seguro was actually more effective on him because he was more willing to put a you know a forearm in his back uh, and kind of bother him a little bit. Um, and then 
you know, Mark Anthony K slides in in front of him and tries to win the header as well. But at least at the beginning, we didn't really seem to be doing that. So it's something to look for really in our in-depth analysis. I don't want to go too rogue on, on tactics after just one watch. Uh, and again, where I'm obviously emotionally charged over it too. So not seeing things too clearly, probably. Um, let's talk about some of these goals that LAFC did score though. Latif blessing with a brace. If I am remembering correctly, I think this is his first time with multiple goals for LAFC. Do you know? That's true. I believe so too. I mean, I think he's had a couple of games where he scored. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I can't think of any other time he scored. He scored more than one, maybe in his career. So, I mean, galaxy goes up one nil real quick. Uh, and then I think they scored after. But he scored after right? that. It, it yeah, but he scored in the, like about the 17th minute. And then you had those two quick goals yeah. in succession. So we have Zlatan in the second minute, Latif in the 12th, Zlatan in the 15th, and then Pavone in the 16th. Um, and Latif's, bla- Latif's goal, I think Stephen Bredish draws offside on that initial pass in, by the way. <laughs> uh, we may have been lucky to get that one. Um, Vela plays in Beta Shore, who crosses it to Diego Rossi, puts a header back across the box, and Latif's there on the back post like uh, any good attacker should be, especially in MLS where you're going to get lots of open looks like that. Uh, it's a bit contested. I think it was Sebastian Legette that was back there, uh, but he has to tap in. And after that, I was like, okay, okay, we can settle into this match, even though we went down 1 0 within you know two minutes of starting. And then Zlatan comes back and answers. And it's kind of back to that same panic mode, like, oh, boy, here we go. Pavone then scores, you know, a minute and a half later. Uh, and after that, it did seem like they kind of sat back a little more and allowed us to play with the ball. I mean, you're at that point, you're up 3-1 against the league leaders, so it probably is good to try and sit back and defend a little bit and not keep the game too open. Uh, anything on, on Latif here, Josh, that you want to get into? No, I mean, I, I, I mean, he put the team on his back tonight. Right, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. it's easy to say that given given what he did, but honestly, in the first half, right, given given the way you know, like how bad Atuesta was playing in terms of just, again, just just trying to do a little bit too much, right? Latif was the only one that looked like he was ready, you know, that was just playing in in the moment, right? And again, sometimes he even mm-hmm. does that a little bit too much, where he doesn't think about, you know, he doesn't have that 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 spatial awareness because I think he's so zoned in on just what's happening. You know, and you know that that goes back to some of the you know possession loss that'll have, you know, and weird in you know sometimes dangerous places or whatever it may be. But again, I think because of the way that he plays with his mindset, right? I, you know, again, he's a guy that I just don't, I don't think he cares about moments because he just enjoys playing, right? And so I think that's yeah. just what you saw was a guy who, who just plays to play and continue to do what he's best at, which is to again you know, just to continue to be a defensive nuisance and then but you know even and again i think you were you know you had mentioned it you know we, had, we were texting about it right it was it was the game that screamed for, for people to not hit long passes but to just to take the ball and eat up the space right right and, well, and i think that's why he's so successful yeah. because sometimes we we you know we're pulling our hair out over him because it's just latif just passed the ball it's fine you don't have to you know you're not isolated on the wing uh, but in this instance where you know, they're more than contentious to sit back and, and concede some space in order to take away the passing lanes. 
it's like, yeah, absolutely. That's when we want him to be on the ball. And he's able to, you know, get some dribble penetration and kind of undo the defense and unlock runs for everybody around him. So, I mean, he was the creator tonight because of that. So I think you're spot on there. Yeah, for whatever reason, like I said, you know, usually you'll see K do, you know, I think K did it much more in the second half. But at Tuesta, for whatever reason, like I said, in the first half, just didn't. I think you just saw him try to be, you know, again, he, he gets cute as well with some of his passing. But again, was almost taking too much time on it a couple times. And then you see, you know, I think on on the on the sec, on Zlatan's second goal, you know, when, when Zimmerman tips it, I think. Um, it starts off with with Alvarez coming and just picking his pocket. Or no, that was K. Mm, K lost, I think, yeah. the ball in possession, and they come down and hit that long ball, right? But again, it's just okay. one of those things where the midfield outside of Latif just looked, you know, again was I think just trying to do a little bit too much, just again the getting lost yeah. in the moment as opposed to, you know, I think like I said, Latif who, you know, just just doesn't seem to care because it's just it's just another game. It's just a game. Yeah, you know, now that you mentioned this, it's got me thinking. So in the last game, they man-marked Atuesta out of the game with Fabio Alvarez just shadowing him everywhere he went. And in this game, they, and again, this is subject to review on on a second or third watch. Uh, In this game, they prevent his playmaking abilities from deep by sitting in a compact 4-4-2 I mean, I should say narrow, not necessarily compact, because it was more of a mid-block that was just narrow. Uh, so they took away his passing lanes by giving him a different look. So in terms of tactics, I, I think that's interesting that they've been able to foil him twice in two different mm-hmm. ways. Um, and then again, and still have Alvarez kind of nipping at him from behind, right? Because I think there was, a, there was one where I think Alvarez just picks him clean a couple times, just kind of you know yeah. he doesn't see he doesn't see you know didn't see him coming from from behind loses possession and you know and again it sets off another counter right but again mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing is you know his 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 strength is kind of like that you know, that hybrid you know he's not really a, you know, i think what was the was the way the regista role right where he's not really a destroyer right, right? he's more of that deep line playmaker who tries to orchestrate from the back well if you don't give him you know they're they're doing two things to him, right? They're not giving him time in the ball, but he's also their their backline is so deep, right? That he's trying to hit passes into into traffic, and you know again, like I think Walker mentioned it on on the um, on one of his interviews, and it was you know it's like rather than do the simple things and hit the easy pass, right? Which was an easy probably an easy pass given the block, two K or Latif in space and have them turning and running. He's trying to hit all these diagonals over the top. You know, like I don't know how many long balls I saw hit to either Velo or to Rossi in in the first half, and again, almost to the point where like this is not the same type of team that we're generally used to, where they're forcing possession through the yeah. middle of the field. Which, when I think one of those, I think it's a header from it must have been Skelvik at that point. There's a there's a ball. I think I'm remembering this goal right. I don't remember exactly which one it is. It may have even been the first one. But there's a kind of a long diagonal-ish ball hit to Vela, and Skelvik wins it, and I think jump starts the attack right from there because again, Pavon is sitting in the midfield rather than on the wing when they're defending, so he's right there to to really be the playmaker from from deep. Um, 
I'll have to go back and watch that one. As yeah, well. I think it was the first goal because but, at that point, that's when he picks out at midfield, drives between Latif and Atuesta, who seemingly just give up on the play, and then slides it into right. Zlatan one on one. Yep. You know at that. Point and again, here, Zlatan's running in between defenders there, and I mean, not that you know, not that Jordan Harvey is going to be able to keep pace with them, or even Stephen, ba- you know, Walker Zimmerman might not be able to keep pace with them, but uh, I just. Please, please, man, mark him. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I have to imagine. This I mean, the second half, the second half was much better because if you look at how they're positioned, right? It's a it's it's either Atuesta or Kate in front of him with the second guy behind him, right? And just make someone else yeah, beat you, right? Right? It, right? Again, you you it's not it's not like you're and you're not giving up numbers on the wing, you know, leaving Pavone open or that that. You know, you're just sitting. You're just sitting a defensive, you know, center, a center half. I mean, center midfielder, a little bit deeper to box him in against. So then he doesn't have that clean flick on, right? But you mm-hmm. know, for what? But again, mm-hmm. because of the way that you know the franticness at which LAFC started the game, you had all three midfielders. I mean, again, and Latif, Latif is supposed to. That's his job as one of the attacking eights, and even same thing with K. But then again, you with with Atuesta just trying to hit these crazy balls, but then also pushing forward, they just lack the stability needed in the middle of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get it right next time. There's some other things that we really need to talk about. Scary moment uh, with Carlos Vela pulling up a little bit lame and looking like he may have pulled a hamstring there. Uh, And he eventually made way, uh, not happily, I should say, for our new signing, Brian Rodriguez, to come on. First, let's talk about Vela's injury. I, I noticed you had tweeted a couple things. What are you? What's going through your mind as you're watching him on the field? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, he, you know, when he initially, you see how he, how he moving his hurts, he grabs down, you know, to that, to his lateral hamstring. Um, but, you know, once he's able to move it a little bit, there doesn't seem to be, you know, much much change to his gait or, you know, in the way that he's, you know, he's not, he never really opened it up at that point after, after the fact. Um, so it's hard to really say, you know, what, what the extent is, but again, with, with higher grade hamstrings, like the beta injury, like you saw him just hop off the field, Mm -hmm. right. Right. Um, after it happened, like, you know, he comes up at full speed and that's that grade two hamstring injury where you're going to be out for, you know, three to four weeks. Yeah. Right versus versus the Vela injury based on the way that you know he's he felt it but then at the same time you see him grab to the back of his hamstring but he's he's walking normally um and again with with any kind of movement you you're gonna with a larger grade you know strain you're gonna see a much you are gonna see a probably a bigger difference in the way he's moving um which i didn't see throughout so my guess is likely grade one you know pro i would probably give him about you know, from today, probably miss at minimum this one game, right? Um, this the next upcoming game, and then again, he should be good to go for the okay. stretch run. Interesting. Um, Vela did get a goal in this. Um, it looked like he was going to get two. He's on his left foot with nobody in front of him, but the keeper Bingham had the right angle. He's just far out of goal enough to take away the back post there. Um, but he does get a goal off of, I believe it was a Mark Anthony K assist. And then shortly after comes off for Brian Rodriguez, who does not look like Andre Horta on the field. Brian Rodriguez, I thought was no, very he's got impressive. That sauce. What's that? 
I said he's got yeah. that sauce. He definitely does. I mean, just his first touch, uh, his first touches on the ball, I thought to myself, oh, this is this is a different kind of player. This is not this is not Andre Horta. It's not even Diego Rossi, to be honest. This guy looks so clean on the ball. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think, I think Rossi is probably your more of your straight line, your mm-hmm. straight line guy, right? He's a guy that you want to get, you want to get in at speed, and then make let him, and then make quick decisions putting the ball in frame, right? Rodriguez is that guy that's just going to make you look silly, which I think two minutes in he definitely did that to. Uh, I can't Fleischer? Fleischer, whatever his name is, Rolf. Yeah. Um, I think he sat him down. Yeah, um, you know, he just yeah put him on skates, you know, and then again he sets in, sends in a cross, you know, that looked good. And so you know, I like think I said at that point, I think he, he he's definitely a guy that has that has that ability, and yeah, you know, you're gonna I think you're gonna see him with that ball on that left hand side cutting underneath space. Again, for me, I think you want I think it's it's definitely a different style. You know, I think he's more of your 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 Isco, you know, number ten that cuts in from the outside, right, and and creates from from creates off of the wing, rather than again like your 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 goal scoring winger in the in the mold of Rossi or and again I think he's closer probably closer to Carlos Vela in yeah, terms I of think style closer. player than anything, you know, doesn't have the wand of a left right. foot or you know a right foot, but at the same time like I said I think still has still has that ability to create with his movement and, you know, yeah. and his, I mean, and still his ability plenty, to dribble. Still plenty left to see out of him um, before we make too many judgments, but he is so dynamic on the ball. Uh, I don't think we've had a player like him that can take on not only one, but sometimes two defenders and just make them both look silly. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I think the, actually the biggest beneficiary, especially in the next, you know, in the next week or two, right, as Vela kind of recovers from, you know, recovers, is going to be, you know, is right. going to be Diomande, right, who looks often frustrated with Rossi's, Rossi's uh, service, yeah, you know, or lack thereof, right? Because I think, you know, Rossi has the opportunity to square a ball to Dio off of a off yep. of a free kick. Um, and opts to take it I mean, himself, he tries to and go that's the match winner. And, you know, right, right there. Bingham's right on him. Yeah, yeah. He's a goal scorer. I mean, right. that's that's what you pay him to do. But at the same time, right? Like I said, I you know, with Dio also being a goal scorer and 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 probably in a better position for that for that goal at that time, right? It, you know, as I said, I think that's where you're probably going to see Dio be a big beneficiary. Um, you know, if you know, given depending on obviously how long Bale is out. You know, like I said, I think I think you'll probably see Dio rattle off, you know, two, three goals yeah. the next couple of games, um, just based on on what he gets yeah. from I mean granted from Dio missed a couple of chances too. Yeah. Vela's got a great outside of the boot cross. I mean it came in with a lot of pace, so it's gonna be difficult to control and, and get on frame, but sky's that one. There's another one off a corner, I believe, where Zimmerman plays the ball back to him. It's clearly designed to go to him. And he's not ready for it and kind of takes it off his stomach and bounces out of bounds. Um, so there's a couple of chances that even he missed. But I do think you're right that the Dio to Rossi thing or Rossi to Dio uh, connection is missing. And I just think it's because like, that's not Rossi's game, as you said. Is 
Rose's game isn't just to drive to the line and feed and whip in, you know, beautiful crosses. Uh, as you said, he's a goal scorer and he's mostly looking to get back on his right foot and put one in if he can. Um, but no need to talk about all that now. I, I think the first, the first, te- the first eye test of Brian Rodriguez is he is as advertised and I can't wait to see him some more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said there's a couple of things, right? The finishing product lean, leaves a little bit to be desired, right? Some of the shots he took or whatever. But again, in terms of a guy who's going to be able to create for other people, I, I think he's got, you know, again, the, I think I think Villa and Dio are going to be pretty happy about it. And even Rossi to a certain degree, yeah. right? If he does, you know, if you're asking him to do less on the flank, um, you know, and again, I think you maybe you see him, you know, cut start you know cutting inside to receive passes from Rodriguez mm-hmm. you know or I think you saw Dio start to rotate you know you're going to have that fully moving front you know front three that's going to be able to do some damage right and I mean we saw him both on the right wing we saw him uh, and on the left wing we saw him central a couple times one of the things that I really liked is he was not shy about directing traffic while out there you see it a couple times in his combinations with Jordan Harvey, he's actually like giving him hand signals, like run here, run there, overlap with me here. And we're talking about Jordan Harvey who has been playing for years. I mean, he's near, he's literally almost twice his age, right? Harvey's 35, 36. And Rodriguez yeah, he's is 35. Uh, mm-hmm. And he comes in and rightly so is out there directing traffic in a system that he's just barely learning. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm pumped about this kid. Uh, we probably do need to get going on. We have some, we have some questions here. Is there anything else you want to get into before we kind of turn the show over to the listeners here? No, let's go to it. Okay. Uh, so first one we have, I believe this is your boy at, I'm sorry about, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get this handle correct. Okamino Murray. Um, oh yeah. Trevor. Trevor. Uh, he's got it in bullet points here. First half was forgettable. I do agree. I would like to forget it. I don't know if I will be able to. Latif Blessing was, uh, I'm going to say this the way I think I'm supposed to say it, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And uh, got a brace. Looked like the best midfielder on the night, so I agree there. Uh, shot, 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 shots. There were a lot. I think we had 27 shots in this town target. Vela mm-hmm. is the one true king and captain. Broadcast even recognized he spoke three different languages to teammates during the timeout. Coach on the field. Yeah, that was something that was cool to see him come over. And, you know, he's on the sideline during these stoppages. and given time, you know, given advice. And I mean, we saw the great moment with Josh Perez. I think somebody tweeted out that it looked like it was from a movie and it really did uh, with his miss a couple of weeks ago. And then B-Rod is thumbs up. Uh, I honestly, there's nothing really objectionable in this tweet. I, I think Trevor's right on here. What do you have to add here? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it is encouraging. Right? I said, given, given the way the Villa reacted when they pulled him off, right. He was obviously frustrated. And I think, he wanted to, you know, he definitely wanted to, to still push it a little bit. I like given, that. I guess, by the way. Given, I'll just say that. Yeah, you want you want that fire. You want him, you know, to be in there in those moments, you know. But it, there comes a time where you have to protect the player from himself. And given, you know, again, and I think this is where the coaching staff understands that that the game has gravity only to a certain degree, right? But in the context of a larger season, it doesn't really mean that much. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, again, it means more in terms of, you know, again, because what is really momentum, right? It's momentum in, in all honesty is, you know, again, it, it, it in physics actually means something in the, in the context of sports, not so much, 
right? You feel it because of an emotional reaction rather than actually something that's actually there, right? But again, we'll get off that psychology thing for a little bit. But I think, you know, seeing him do those different, you know, seeing him be able to be the first person off the bench to really, again, be be a good captain to those different things, right, was was critical, I think, in, again, I think, the way that they finished that game out really just, again, just you, you saw the Galaxy just holding on for their lives at that point, right? Trying not to give mm-hmm. up that third goal because, again, I think, what, probably 15 to 17 of those shots came in, right? After Vela came off, it seemed yeah. like, I feel like they were just trying, just putting shot after shot on frame um, in that in that second half again, which was good. And so, yeah, you know, like I said, I, you know, more or less, I don't I mean, there's nothing to really disagree with it there at that point. Um, you know, and then beyond that, I think it's, it's, it's more, again, it's the reaction you want to see, you know, and then from a psychological perspective, I think it's, it's one of those things where I think even Vela in the moment probably is, is probably doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, ahead of time. And then I think once, once the dust had settled, then I think he realizes now again, in the larger scale of things, this is, this is what's best. I think this is the good thing about having. Brian Rodriguez across the field from him or, you know, next to him on the front line, though, is you're not going to have to rely on Bela to create everything. And again, you saw tonight where he'll get the ball on the right wing and there's three defenders there is what they were doing. A center back, a midfielder and, and a fullback typically. And then, it you know, they're just inviting him to pass it somewhere else and for LAFC to beat them another way. Uh, and so you see the attack kind of fizzle several times because he, he draws so much attention and there wasn't enough dynamic play everywhere else. But with Brian Rodriguez on the other side, you can play it to him, and he can make things happen for Vela as well, um, clearly, because, again, he's great on the ball. He seems to have a great knack for uh, finding spots to, you know, finding openings in the, in the in the box there. So I am excited about him. We have three from Jeff Mulvihill Jr. at jmj image if i'm saying the handle wrong i'm sorry uh jeff seems to be a little frustrated tonight i feel you jeff i get it how many times does jordan harvey have to bang bang it across the box with not a single black shirt in the area um this is i I, this is a bit of uh uh subtweeting from me earlier i mentioned latif blessing found a, a back post sitter basically because he was in the right place to be in mls and I do agree. I mean, it seemed kind of frustrating that we were firing in several crosses. I think Dio had one that skips right across the box in front of the keeper with nobody on the other side. Uh, it'll be interesting to go back and see why this is. Are we? Is it? There's the the buildup is too fast on one side for the other side to keep up, or is somebody not making the right run. I don't know. Did you catch any on that? Uh, not in particular. But I think the biggest thing is it's like the way that the galaxy were 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 lined up in a little bit, you know, again, more or less uh, mid to low block. And then, you know, it's a bit of a 4-4-1-1, you know, and then you let, you let Antuna, I mean, Antuna, I believe it was uh, Pavone, um, Fabio Alvarez and Zlatan kind of just do the majority of it. You know, I think that's actually why they tired out towards the second half is those three are basically just asked to do everything while they mm-hmm. sat in that deeper block. And, um, you know, if you look at how, at how they, how they approached it, and and some of those different things, again, you know, I think, 
you know, you've seen it from, you know, from some of the bigger Premier League teams at a certain point, right? Like hitting the low cross across the box, you know, becomes a pretty effective way of scoring, you know, as opposed to trying to pass through, which is basically what Atuesta did for the first 20 minutes was just basically, you know, it's like he was just trying to bang balls through it, not with, you know, with little to no result, as opposed to, you know, at least Harvey, when he's hitting those low crosses, it's putting it into danger positions, right? There's usually people around there, those types of things, you know, again, and, and that's up to, the forwards to get on the end on the other end of it right he can only do so much he's not a guy who's trying to score from the wing you know and and again you're not hitting that traditional loop high looping cross either right because again the the actually the expected goal you know xg for you know for the for the for like a lobbed cross is not very good like you're not really going to create that much comparatively to that you know that low cross in stride across the face of goal Right, you're you're inviting someone to get on the end of it, or again, or even a deflection at times, which yeah, yeah. you know you'll see. So, you know that I'm I'm okay with it because that's what the, you were being given, you know. But again, what what's more frustrating is that when you're give, you know, when that's probably the best way to attack it, you know, at least early on, they lacked from the midfield, right, the positional stability to not get beat back over yeah. the top when you when that turns over. Right, and again, I think that's where that second Zlatan goal comes off the, you know, you know, Zimmerman's kind of one-on-one with him, you know, just glances off his head, which puts, you know, keeps Zlatan on, you know, basically on side, kind of like mm-hmm. that Obopasi goal in the U.S. Open cut, you know, again, leading to, yeah. you know, leading to a goal. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where you have to, you know, again, you, you always have to strike that balance. And, you know, given what's being asked of the fullbacks to provide those service and those different things, it's definitely something they didn't do consistently for, right. the, you know, through the early right, parts Jeff of the game. Jeff hits us again. Brian Rodriguez, someone needs to tell him the point of a corner kick is to make some attempt to score. Kicking it to the goalkeeper is counterproductive. I think it's a little harsh. Um, first of all, I mean, feeding, you're not going to always be able to pick out one player at a specific point in the box. I mean, you're still kicking it in. 40 yards or so. Um, and there's a lot of traffic there and goalkeepers are, that's their job. That's what they get paid to do is come out and receive those balls. Um, and then again, this is Brian's first week with the team who knows, you know, how much actual training he's got, how many reps he's got at firing in those, uh, those corner kicks from, from the left-hand side. So I don't I, I don't know if I'm with you there, Jeff. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the next one. From Jeff also was a great game to expose all LAFC's flaws up and down the field. And I think we kind of talked about this, Josh. You know, we take risks by pushing our, our fullbacks so high. Um, and we took additional risks by not really man marking Zlatan or doubling him with one of the ten with one of the center midfielders. So I, I'm with him on this one uh, to a certain extent. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you know, the way, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I know it's hard to disagree at that point. Uh, Henry planting in it. I, that is, I'm sure I'm wrong on that. At June Ray 2014, I didn't see the game. So interested to hear your thoughts on what happened in the first 15 and how we were able to turn it around. Uh, I think we've kind of discussed it, but I think we owe Henry a better answer than what we've given and again, that'll be the point of our tactical analysis. So I hate to plug our next show and, you know, give you a cliffhanger there, Henry, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. 
because I, I really need to dig into it a little bit more to give you a solid yeah. answer. Yeah, and I think from a you know I think from a from a from a quick answer perspective, it's you know too frantic in this, to start the game, and then settled into it, and then again that's where you start to see them claw back because they get actually yeah. get back to playing the game that's got them this far, as opposed to playing out a little bit of you know again doing things that they're not that they're you know you just don't see them doing regularly, which is playing you know again yeah, right. we're not a long ball team nor we have we ever been. But for whatever reason, that was the first 15 minutes of the game, leading to some weird, you know, chances for LA. Because you're hitting long balls with also your fullbacks push, pushing up high. Yeah. Ugh. Right. That's just a recipe for disaster. Because there's no way that if you turn that ball right. over after hitting right. that long ball, you're going to be able to. Well, get it's kind that. of self-defeat. I mean, and which the sets whole point up the first of having two. fullbacks forward is so you don't have to hit those long balls. You can you can connect, you know, shorter passes on the ground between the fullbacks and the midfield and then eventually the forward. So I do agree. It's a bit counterproductive there. All right. I think we've got just about everything. Oh, we are at 45 minutes on our emotional reaction here. So the emotions are flowing. <laughs> All right. It's a lot of emotions uh, to get out. A few things before we get out of here, Josh. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a listener in Barbados who's listened to five episodes. So sir or ma'am, whoever you are, Please email us. I want to hear the story. Are you on vacation? Are you an LAFC fan in Barbados? And you just really want to hear more about the team? Please send us an email or tweet at us. The email for the for the show is uh, show at gmail.com uh, or, or, or hit us up on our Twitter handle at counterpress underscore. I am extremely, extremely curious to see who is down there. We have some, or it's someone using a VPN, Ooh. trying to avoid, yes, trying to avoid the government. Yeah, well, I, I, again, I used to work for the federal government as a Marine Corps officer, but I am not part of the federal government, so you don't have to be afraid of me. Uh, shout out to the listeners in the UK and also in Australia. We've had a couple, you know, in Mexico, Argentina, Germany, but uh, so far, Barbados, the UK, and Australia are our our biggest supporters overseas. So thank you for that. Thank you to the rest of you who consistently listen as well. Josh, any saved rounds here before we get out? No, I think I said, I think we all need a, you know, a little bit of time to just continue to digest it, see what's going on, you know, check back in the next couple of days where we really will dive in deeper into, again, I think more, more the part, I think that we could have, you know, what can actually be changed, right? Again, I think from a psychological perspective, that's something that they're going to have to, you know, really sit down and deal with begin from a different perspective than, again, things that you can easily change is, again, the, maybe some of the adjustments you make in the second half in terms of just positioning, having having the center back sit, you know, I mean, the, some, one of the center midfielders, you know, provide help on those those longer balls over the middle, that kind of thing, because you're going to you're gonna consistently see it, um, you know, from teams like LA and then Portland as well, where, you know, when they're sitting that deep, Again, and we're pushing field back, full back side. Doesn't make sense to do what they did for the first 15 minutes of the game, and so get you know we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that, you know, in the coming days, and and you know probably hear us complain about some of the same things. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's just about everything. Hold on. It looks like somebody may have just sent in some new questions. You want to get into these real fast? We did just get two more questions. Yeah, I did. I just saw one here from Jeffrey Bamaka. Yes. Uh, noticed a lot of time was being 
was dropped. After Zlatan was dropped, he stopped being a major threat. Seems like that hit slowed him down. Same with Bavone. Um, appreciate was at LAFC stayed in the game. Whole thing of we don't have the mindset to win big game is bogus, you know. And again, I think that comes back to that long conversation we had about sports psychology to start them, you know, to start off. So rewind to the beginning of the podcast to see yeah. the answer to that yeah. one. That we don't have the mindset to win big games, I think, is bogus. That we have a problem with this team specifically, I think there's something to that. Uh, he hit us with another one too. I feel like two goals could have been prevented if Beta hadn't pushed up so much. We had them in the second, uh, and we couldn't finish. And we just couldn't finish. It feels like the soccer gods gave give the galaxy luck. I yeah, I mean it does feel super unlucky. And you know, Beta is pushed up for a couple of those goals again. That's how we play. We talked about it a little bit. We'll talk about it more in the tactical analysis. What I will push back on. It's kind of one of my pet peeves, and maybe this is a little bit too harsh here, Josh. You you stop me if it's too much. Uh, I don't like blaming things on the soccer gods. I know it's a bit tongue-in-cheek there, and, he, and it, so it may be unfair from that standpoint. I also don't like saying things like, it's just not our night. It's just not, you know, we just couldn't find the back of the net, or we outplayed them. To me, it just feels like collecting moral victories, uh, and there's... To, I, I, I think I have too much of an analytical mind to just let that go. Why is it that we're not finding the back of the net? Why is it that we seem so unlucky? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, again, it goes back to the larger discussion about the psychology of, of sports and big moments and those types of things. And, again, I think, you know, again, taking the emotion of the game out of it and some of those different things, yeah. that's really all yeah. it comes down to, right, is the actual science and brain chemistry behind what we do in those moments. Um Again, for a quick read, read thinking fast and slow. Um, again, really talks about a lot of those things in, in those moments, how people react and why some of these things tend to happen and then how we chalk it up to certain. And then why, why we almost out of, uh, you know, out of a weird place, we'll chalk it up to things like providence right. or whatever it may be. You know, when, again, some things are just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of, of how yeah. our brains are processing so things. So Jeffrey... Uh... Uh, that's probably a little unfair because again, I think, I think what you're saying there about the soccer gods is tongue in cheek. Um, but that's how I feel about it. This, Thank this is about as quick. emotional as we're going to get. We're going to be, you know, this, we're going to get our hot take. Gods. Don't you ever say that. The hot take is that there's actually nothing to be that hot takey about. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Josh, where can we find you? LAFC Josh on Twitter. All right. Follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Uh, you can look for the next episode, which should be quite the doozy. We've already gone 51 minutes here. Um, I can only imagine we're going to go longer on the in-depth analysis. So buckle in in a few days, kids, because it's going to be a long one. All right. With all that said, we did not lose, and we are still destroying Top the of the league. league. Yeah. Uh, Defenders of the bank, I'm not going to steal your catchphrase there. But uh, I think you guys have it right. We uh, we don't get run over by anybody. Anyway, good night to you all, and we'll talk to you in a few days.